The Washington Post has a new daily podcast, Post Reports, hosted by me, Martine Powers. Every weekday afternoon, we're bringing you stories about the state of the country, the world, and how we come to know the things we know. Get it now at WashingtonPost.com slash Post Reports. Hey, history lovers. I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. When George H.W. Bush was vice president, he sat down one night for a quiet dinner in Boise, Idaho. What he ordered that evening is less germane to this anecdote than the fishbowl-like setting in which he ate, a restaurant whose entire front was made of glass. Suddenly, Secret Service agents were alerted to a person with a sawed-off shotgun outside. So, very quickly, the agents took the vice president and put him under the table, the tablecloth coming down the side. John McGaw, Bush's head of security then, remembered in a Netflix documentary. The agents piled on top of him, a circumstance that unavoidably left the vice president of the United States with an acceptable but somewhat undesirable source of oxygen, the sweaty armpit of an agent squeezing Bush's face until the threat subsided. Bush, who passed away last week, is being fondly remembered for his cool demeanor, his careful steering of the country after the Cold War, and a boundless sense of humor that was almost always in fine form, even in tense moments like the Boise restaurant incident. The next day, Bush walked to the back of his plane, found the agent whose armpit nestled his face, and handed him a can of deodorant spray. Yours wasn't bad, he said, as McGaugh recalled the episode, but I think this is better. Please use this from now on. The target of Bush's jokes could be anyone, one of his children, a trusted aide, an ally, an enemy, and especially himself. Could his joking be racy? Yes. Could it be corny? Absolutely. What other commander-in-chief wore a bunny tie on Easter and a pumpkin tie on Halloween? New York Times columnist Maureen Dowd wrote this week, remembering her time covering Bush as a White House beat reporter. She also noted, who else could go to the magic shop near the White House and fill his office with items like a red rope that turned white? A calculator that squirted water and cash on a string so you could yank it back when someone tried to pick it up. The jokes were sometimes lost on his audience. Chicago Tribune reporter Ellen Warren remembered the time on his presidential campaign that Bush told this whopper to a baffled audience at a Waffle House in South Carolina. Did you hear the one about the duck that went into the bar? Bartender looked at the duck and said, your pants are down. It's okay if you don't get it. Neither did the potential voters at the Waffle House. Warren wrote, when they looked at him, puzzled, the most powerful man on earth gamely explained, ducks, covered in down. Get it? Sometimes Bush's humor was unintentional, the result of him mangling metaphors or the English language. Here are some examples. 
It's no exaggeration, he once said, to say the undecideds could go one way or another. Okay, here's another. For seven and a half years, I worked alongside President Reagan. We've had triumphs, made some mistakes. We've had some sex, uh, setbacks. And finally, and authoritatively, fluency in English is something that I'm often not accused of. In addition to his humor, Bush is also being remembered for his competitiveness. A former baseball player at Yale, there was nothing he couldn't make a competition out of. He even kept a ranking system of potential tennis opponents. Competition often provided the hilarity a presidential administration needs just to get through the day. For instance, the Scowcroft Award, named after Brent Scowcroft, Bush's national security advisor. The purpose of the award, as told in the Netflix documentary, was to honor the White House staffer who fell asleep most often in meetings. Scowcroft was a legendary meeting sleeper, almost a narcoleptic, according to James Baker, Bush's chief of staff. The winners and losers aren't known to the general public, but that doesn't matter. Now, after Bush's passing, the world is learning a little bit more about what it was like to be around him. Let me give you a little serious political inside advice, he once said during a fundraiser. One single word. Puppies. Worth 10 points. Believe me. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. For more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.